Yes guys, hello and welcome back to episode 3 of Straight Shooting. This episode we're going to be talking about the second week of the CDL as that gets underway soon. But we've just had some news come in. Um, because most of the pro teams uh, and their players are in Dallas at the minute or in the Texas area. Um, and as we all know, the, the weather's been horrific over there. They've been snowed in. You know, their, their apartments just aren't... Um, you know they're not built for cold weather you know it's in texas you don't really expect that they haven't really had power so you know some of them still don't have power so wouldn't be able to compete today anyway and you know they haven't been getting practice because they simply can't be at their setups can't be at their um you know can't be at their stations to get any practice in so um i think later on today there's going to be an announcement uh, about a new schedule um so they're going to move games around so uh today is the thursday and I, I don't think there'll be games tonight but we'll see um the games will go ahead eventually especially as the, all the power situation gets fixed in texas but we shall see what the cdl decides to do anyway before i get onto the cdl um i want to talk about challenges for a bit because um i think it's Again, it's another uh, another flaw of the CDL is that the challengers situation isn't communicated well. Um, you know, lots of the challengers qualifiers they're not streamed at all, and for lots of the games you have to rely on and um, the player streaming it themselves, which is pretty rare in challengers. So um, I'm just going to go through what what challengers is looking like at the minute. So for those who don't know, the challenger setup is basically um, any amateur team can play in uh, you can play in challenge challengers ladders and cups, um, and this is how you earn challenger points um, to get potential entry and seeding for the uh, elite qualifier tournaments before elite for before each elite season. So the elite season is like the proper challengers season in uh, quotation marks here. And um, in those elite seasons, there are eight teams per region, NA and EU. And you qualify by um, placing well in the elite qualifier tournaments. But to even get access to those qualifier tournaments, you have to have a um, it's sort of like the highest, the team with the most pro points gets into those qualifiers first. So your team has got to be playing challenges ladders, challenges cups to earn those points to get into the qualifiers to then qualify for the elite season. So once you're in this uh, elite season, um, you play a round robin uh, tournament essentially, but um, you play once against all the other teams within your region. So that's the eight EU teams playing against each other and the eight NA teams playing against each other. Then at the end of that, um, you play about two days a week and you play where you get, get through all your games. And the top six teams go through to uh, elimination brackets at the end. And in these elimination brackets, there's a single elimination bracket, which is the top two teams. They play against each other to decide who's number one and number two at the end of it. And, you know, it, it's just a one series, one and done kind of thing. You, If you win, you come first. If you lose, you come second. And then there's the double elimination bracket, which is the people from third to sixth. And that means if you if you lose your match, um, you then go into a loser's bracket. And that's how they sort of work that out. Um, and that decides the third to sixth places. Of course, the higher up you place, the more prize money you get and the more pro points you get. Um, you know, those increase going upwards to first place. And the people in seventh and eighth who didn't get to the brackets but were in the league, um, they get uh, they get the same pro, uh, they get the same pro points, I think, but just different money. Um, and the at the end of it, the top four teams 
get to retain their place for the next elite season and the, the other four have to go through the qualification process again. Now at the minute in the EU world we've got a team called Trainhard um, and Orglus. Uh, those are two rosters um, who are five and two right now so they're on top first and second and then the third is my favorite team uh, in the EU in the EU uh, elite season and that's Obtained. Um, I just like their roster and I think they're pretty good on um, social medias and they, they just seem to be more interactive um, than lots of the other challengers teams so it's, it's quite an easy team to root for because you, 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 know, you know the players and you know what's going on. And then in the NA side of things you've got one unbeaten team, yesterday there were two unbeaten teams um, and that was Subliners Academy and Wester but uh, last night they played against each other actually, um, I think it was the last match of their normal elite season before they go into the elimination brackets and um, Wester beat uh, NYSL Academy. Uh, and they beat the Subliners Academy 3-0 and so now Wester are the last unbeaten team. They're 5-0 I think and that makes Subliners Academy 5-1. So that's enough about challenges, let's get straight into the week 2 of CDL matches whenever they'll be played, obviously not, uh, not today because it's been pushed back or whatever uh, thanks to the Texas weather but hopefully these matches will be worth the wait. Now last week I didn't do too well on my predictions, I ended up on zero points, um, this is with my own, uh, not the pick'em system, I do do pick'ems, um, I forgot to I forgot to save mine last week so I've got zero points on the uh, official CDL pick'ems, but on my own scoring system where you get five points for a win and then minus one point for every difference in the map score, um, I ended on zero points so it's a basic write-off, I got lots of points, ex uh, lots of points from games I predicted exactly right and then I got lots of points from surprise upsets taken away from me so I ended on I started on zero and I ended on zero just got to go again this week now at first we've got a, uh, a fairly exciting match um, maybe one of the more even matches of this week and we've got LAG versus Florida Mutineers um, now the Gorillas uh, beat Paris last week and they lost a phase so we can see that they're slowly becoming a uh, you know, you expect them to become a middle tier team. Now the Mutineers lost to uh, Toronto Ultra and Ultra have been on fire, you can't take that away from them. They're looking like a really good respawn side with Kami and Kleenex, but they've also got that really good S&D play from Bounce and Method. So um, they're looking like a really well-rounded team and lots of people are predicting um, Ultra to maybe even beat Optic this week. So we'll see how that goes, but um, you know, Mutineers, you, you can't put them down too much for losing to them. Now, for Mutineers to put up a really good score against LAG, um, I think we've got to see more from Skies. He played really well in the kickoff tournament, but had a pretty quiet, uh, quiet week last week. So, um, you know, hopefully he performs. And and overall, I think Mutineers does have the stronger roster. Uh, but if you look at LAG, Apathy and Vivid were on great form last week. So, if they're playing at the same form as last week, it's going to be a pretty difficult uh, series for series for Florida Mutineers even though I think overall they've probably got a stronger roster. So this week I'm predicting Mutineers to beat LAG 3-2 and you know I think Skies and Awakening and Neptune those guys they're just gonna show up this week. Uh, I think last week was just a bit of a warm-up um, and I expect them to beat LAG uh, but it's gonna be pretty close so I'm going for a 3-2. Up next we got Ultra versus Optic and this is something uh, a result which I've seen predicted as a win to Ultra by many people um, I think Enable, the uh, the ex-pro player and now 100 Thieves content creator, he predicted Ultra to take it from Optic 
and it's not a surprise it's not too surprising when you think about it seeming as optic only won a single round of smb against phase last week um you know against a stronger team they they struggled and um you know even even showed some signs of struggle in their respawns um which is something you don't expect from optic at all and ultra have looked so good so um you, you know you expect ultra to pick up the uh you expect ultra to pick up the snds at least now despite coming in kleenex being really good at respawns and the snd game being you know arguably stronger than optics at the minute i think optic are going to bounce back they've still got that uh, you know their expected slaying power you know if you're coming against formal it doesn't matter what form they're in they've got formal they've got dashy they've got scump and they've got envoy so I think that Optic are going to uh, they're going to stop it before it goes to a game five. Um, they really can't afford to play two SNDs because of how poorly they're playing SND at the minute. So they need to close the series out early. And I'm going for a three-one win for Optic. Up next, we've got Surge versus Rocker. Now, Surge I think have the upper hand in respawn game modes as long as Gunless is frying and Looney is playing well. Now, these are very, very important um, caveats to their win because if Gunless is frying, he essentially dominates and controls most maps. And if Looney is playing consistently, um, you know th that team doesn't really have a weak link. I think Looney had some exceptional hardpoint play last week. Uh, especially in the London series, uh, you know, the first crossroads hardpoint, Looney went off and then he had 33 or 36 kills, something like that. So I think he played extremely well. Um, but you know, you need, you need both of those players to be frying because Octane is always going to be performing well. And Prestini always, you know, performs his role quite well. So um, I think as long as Looney and Gunless are playing well, this could be a 3-1 win to Surge. But I think also this could be another Dallas situation. You know, Rocker is so good at SNDs, they will win both of them. There's almost no doubt about it. And they've looked pretty damn good in uh, hard points and controls, especially. So it could be another Dallas situation where Rocker managed to take the control, or a hard point even, and they'll take both SNDs and win 3 2. I think that's really, really likely here because it's such a fairly even matchup. Although I'd, I, at the minute, based on form purely, I'd say Rocker definitely have the upper hand here. The only difference is I think Surge have looked really good on their S and D, um, and maybe not as good as Rocker because Rocker are just outstanding. But I, I think they'll definitely challenge more than uh, than than even Dallas would on the S and Ds. Um, so I'm leaning towards a three-one for Surge, but that's if it doesn't go to Game Five. Um, so it could be a three-one or or even a quick three-zero for Rocker. Be just just based on their form at the minute but i think i'm going to be risky um i'm going to push the boat out and say that rocker will take this 3-0 they're going to continue their momentum they're going to make a statement to the league and saying they're continuing this run of form and um you know saying that they're top side you know if you beat dallas you've got to follow it up with some more wins just to solidify your place at the top of the leaderboard and at the top of everyone's list so i think i'm going to go for a fairly risky prediction but i'm going to say a 3-0 for rocker next up we've got new york subliners versus the royal ravens from london and i think it's a tough one um you've got the clayster parasite battle you know two vets going against each other which will be an interesting matchup but Clay won't want a repeat of last week. Um, that result against LAT is just so close. That 3-0 just, you know, he, he clearly wasn't happy with it. Um, it's not good enough for them. But, you know, that series could have been 3-0 to New York. So we can't rule them out as a weak team here. Um, you know, when they battle against a team as strong as LA Thieves, when they, when they battle against them so strongly. But now, here, here's the thing. 
with all this, uh, you know, the, the date being pushed back for these matches, Texas haven't had power, you know, especially near Dallas, um, where I think Clayster is, and I think most of the team, to be honest, it's it's uh, where they're all sort of living at the minute. Um, and I think that's really going to have affected their practice, right? They, they haven't even been able to sh go on and shoot bots. They haven't been on to, um, you know, play league play or anything. So, you know, let alone get a good uh, game battle or um, scrim practice. So here's the thing. I think the London players are are in good stead here to maybe take the victory because they're in North Carolina. From what I can tell, the weather hasn't been as bad or bad at all in North Carolina. So I think they'll probably have got a lot more practice since last week. So they might have a slight advantage here. But if I'm being honest, you know, the New York team played so well against LA Thieves. Royal Ravens haven't been playing as well, or, although they did show some, you know, promising games um especially against uh surge um they had some brilliant uh games on uh check uh checkmate for example checkmate hard checkmate hardpoint was pretty good from them so um they've been promising but new york i think overall had like a better team performance last week and i think they've also got that clutch factor um i think if it goes to a game five I, i'd favor new york so if Royal Ravens are to take this, I think they need to prevent it going to the second S&D. They need to kill it off early. They need to stomp them with a 3-0 or a 3-1. And I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I think it's going to end with a game five. And I'm pretty sure Clayster and the boys will take it 3-2. But another interesting point about this matchup is that they're two of the newest form teams. If you think about it, um, Diamond Con only just replaced Zuma. And Parasite has only just stepped in from Trey. So, you know, this is quite an interesting matchup, but I think the, uh, the experience of Clayster and the overall performance, especially if Mac can pick up his performances, I think the subliners just have a stronger team and, and they're more likely to take it in a Game 5 scenario. And then we've got LA Gorillas versus Optic Chicago, and I think Optic by this point are going to be back on track, LAG aren't looking particularly strong, um, you know, you want Silly and Assault to really pick it up and help Apathy and Vivid out. I don't think it's going to happen, and I think this is going to be a hot 3-0 to Optic. That's all I'm going to say on it. It's going to be a 3-0. Then we've got the Toronto Ultra versus FaZe. Now, Ultra have been surprisingly good. I spoke about them earlier. Um, I just love that roster. Uh, I really like how they play on Respawn and their, and, and how Methods is sort of shining on SD at the minute. Um, I think they're probably the most underrated team in the league right now. They're a sort of second EU team for me. You know, three out of the four players and the coach are... Uh, uh, from the e from from Europe, so um, I, I quite like them. Um, I've got a soft spot for them, so I'm going to be rooting for them in this matchup. However, FaZe have looked so immense already this season. They walloped Optic, even though it was three two. It you know six zero and six one in the S and Ds. Um, uh, not Priester, sorry, Abizi has been playing out of his mind. So I think this is going to be an easy matchup at the end of the day for FaZe. Um, I don't think it's going to be a 3-0. Uh, I, I trust Ultra to get at least one map here. And, you know, they could surprise us and threaten to take it, maybe push it to a game five. I think them winning it is highly unlikely. So I'm going to go for a 3-1 win to Atlanta Fade. Now, the next match is Paris Legion versus Florida Mutineers. And Paris are 0-2 at the minute in the league. It's looking like a slow start. Um, you know, players like Scraps and, and Aqua haven't been... Um, 
playing up to their you know up to their potential which is upsetting because they're two you know amazingly talented players um they've had some games where they've looked really good but the consistency just isn't there for paris at the minute and i think if mutineers beat lag that's the uh, first first match of the week then they should have plenty momentum going into this series so I, I worry for Paris in this uh, in this matchup. If we just look at pure squads, I think the the matchup's fairly even on paper. Um, you know, uh, Mutineers is awakening Neptune, Skies, and Slacked, um, and uh, on Paris you've got Fire, Aqua, Scraps, and Classic. You know, you've, you've got the uh, Classic and Slacked. You've got their their experience. You've got some talented young players in um, you know in Scraps, and uh, I mean Scraps is pretty experienced at this point, more experienced than Neptune. But Neptune's been playing in Halo. He's he's competitively experienced. Um, Awakening looks really good. I think I might give a slight edge to uh, to Florida if I have to look at just on their squads. And if you add on the momentum that they've got and the the, the poor start that Paris had, I think you've got to favour Mutineers here because I slightly favour their roster. And with all those uh, previous things mentioned, I think I'm going to say that Mutineers will take just three one. Um, I'm tempted to say 3-0 if I'm honest, but I believe that Paris should be able to take one map. Coming up to the penultimate match of the week, we've got Surge versus LA Thieves. Um, Surge have looked a lot better since uh, Gunless has turned to 240Hz Gunless. Um, and judging by LA Thieves' New York series, they won't be a complete pushover um, for LA Thieves because LA Thieves, they didn't struggle against New York because they won obviously they won 3-0 but those maps were so close and it could have gone either way that I don't think they're as strong as that result or their um, you know their form at the minute suggests and I also but I also don't think that Surge are as strong as their last match suggests either um, lots of people are putting, putting like loads and loads of stock into into the fact that Gunless is on 240 hertz and he's he's picked it up in the last match um, I, I honestly don't think that's going to be a consistent thing. I don't think, um, you know, unless he proves me wrong in this series, um, I don't think that he's um, going to be the the impact that Surge need to beat a team like LA Thieves, um, if I put it that way. So I think that LA Thieves have a pretty good chance of taking this game, and I'm tempted to say that they'll win it 3-1 as well. And on to the final match. I think this is a really interesting matchup. We've got New York Subliners versus Minnesota Rocker. Now, Rocker's S&D on paper is better than New York's. And um, uh, I've been looking at, uh, I can't remember whose stats these were now. Um, I think it was one of the, I think it was CDL stats, the guy who runs that maybe. Someone on Twitter put up the, um, you know, Hardpoint uh, win percentages and the expected map wins for like things like SD and um, so on and so forth and I was uh, just taking a look at those and if you look at just the pure stats you'd expect Rocker to take the SDs. Um, I think they've got the highest SD win expectation in the whole league which you know that isn't surprising at all um, just from watching them and seeing their results you can tell that um, they, they haven't lost an SD so and they've only lost a couple rounds so there it is that's all you need to know um but if you look at respawns i think it's a bit more even and i think especially if players like mac are playing well for new york they can put up a real real challenge for them on hard points especially so i think new york do have the potential to win 3-1 
because I, I think they've got the real potential to take the control. So they might win the hard point in the control, just leaving Rocker to take the S&D. And I think if they are to win, that's the only way they can win, because if they go to a game five, Rocker are going to win that last S&D. So they will lose 3-2 if it goes to a game five. I think that'll be a pretty safe, uh, pretty safe bet to say that uh, Rocker will win 3-2. But I, I don't think it's going to happen like that. I think that Rocker will take, um, uh, maybe not the control, but they'll. I think they'll take one of the respawns early on and the S&D, and they'll close it out 3-1. The players I'm looking forward to watching this week, um, they've got, it's got to be accuracy at the minute. He's, he's on fire. Um, I want to see how the Ravens squad get on. I want to see how, you know, Parasite's improving in that roster. Um, I like watching Alex and Dylan as well. Um, they, you know, they've got great slaying power on Respawn. Really entertaining squad to watch. Um, Ultra, I'm looking forward to watching the Ultra games. Um, you know, Ultra versus Optic is going to be a stunning match, I think. Um, if Optic don't blow them out, it's going to be a really competitive match, especially on the Respawns. And, um, you know, their Ultra have got a really tough run this week. Uh, playing Optic and then FaZe. Um, I know that's so tough. So, you know... I'm expecting them to be fairly low in the leaderboard at the end of this week, but um, I don't think that will reflect them as a squad. It's just that they've played some of the strongest teams in the league. So that's everything for this episode of Straight Shooting. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Um, really hope you enjoy the, this week of CDL gameplay and um, whenever that is. So hopefully we'll find out later today what's happening, the rescheduling of everything. But whenever it happens, it's going to be a good time. And I'll see you all next week or um, you know probably about Sunday or Monday or maybe later if it's been delayed by too much to talk about the predictions the results and to see how I got on to see how everyone else got on and and to see what the leaderboard is looking like at the end of week two and I'll see you then goodbye